Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the part three of this um, short podcast series that I had with Maxwell Ivy, also known as the Blind Blogger. It was so awesome. Oh my gosh, you guys, to talk with him. So inspirational. This man just set me on fire. It was so great. I mean, his personality was amazing. The way that he views the world and everything that he's been through and his really unusual life. You know, if you've listened to the other two episodes, um, because I broke our interview into three parts. And if you've listened to those, then you know that this man is just, you know, there's people out there who you're like, wow, I am so glad you exist. Like, thank you for existing here. Like, cause you are inspiring. You're awesome. You're fun. And I'm so glad that I got to have the space with you. I literally felt that um, here with Max. It was awesome. So, you know, Max makes me feel like I get to put on those rose colored glasses, but it's not, you know, temporary. It's, I can, I can make it permanent. And I had such a great time talking with him and also just being inspired by him. And I think that you are too. And especially with this last part of our series here, it's just so awesome to get his viewpoint in the world and how we can all see the world. So in this next episode or this next part of the interview, our last part of the interview, um, he's going to talk about what's next for the blind blogger, as well as um, how he's going to be helping his clients as well as other blind podcasters and also his ideas about that and his networking and the organizational stuff that's going to happen. It's going to be really cool because it really tells us like, you know, the possibilities are endless and especially with helping those um, in need and also those who need that voice and that platform to step up. So it's super cool. Um, and also I wanted to let you know, there's a brief trigger warning here. We do talk about Max's friend um, who was a victim of sexual assault. So um, I want to let you know for anybody who might be more sensitive to those topics, or if you have um, uh, young audience listeners in the room, I want to let you know, we talk about that briefly. Um, so heads up and however you want to tackle that or um, move forward, please feel free. Remember you are a writer and you can approach this however you need to. So with all the love that we have Thank you so much. Now, um, also remember that his contact information is in the show notes. Um, it's Maxwell Ivy and also known as the blind blogger. So y'all, this is going to be awesome. I'm super excited. I'm really excited to share this with you. And I think you're also going to be inspired as I am. So let's dive in. Um, my brother, Michael in Florida, he likes to carry around an unscratched lottery ticket. It's his version of Schrodinger's cat because in his mind, until he scratches that ticket, he could be a millionaire or he could be, he could have $50,000 or 20,000, whatever the tickets were. Mm-hmm. Until he scratches a ticket, he could be rich. Yeah. And that's the way it is whenever you do this. So don't be afraid to press send or press publish. Don't let the fear of being told no hold you back from accomplishing your dreams and going where you want to go in your life with your book, your film, your album. Uh, your blog, your podcast, whatever that creative thing is. You know, maybe you want to be a public speaker or put on speaking events. Whatever that thing is, don't let the fear of no keep you from your dream. Just keep pressing sin, and when you feel bad, let one of your friends help you feel better. You know, and I and I like to say one of the great things about doing podcast interviews is I have accumulated a huge network 
of podcasters who have become friends and some of them almost family and people that I can go to and I go, you know, I got this problem and they'll have offer solutions or if, or they'll just offer encouragement, you know, people like, like Alex Sanfilippo at Podmatch, where I think we met, um, people like Chip Edwards who runs create my voice, you know, um, people like Lorraine and Adrian and, um, Amy Bobert, another fellow blind author who's a great friend. And, of course, Adrian. So I have this circle of people. They're all online. I've only met one of them in person. Um, Ryan Bedolf, blogger from Paradise, another guy in my community. But you have to start somewhere. So I like to say reach out to Max. Go to theblindblogger.net or go to my email. Just ask at theblindblogger.net. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to be best friends or we're going to hang out together or we're going to go to Bahamas together. But <laughs> – on the, one of those days where you really need somebody to find something positive, that's my jam. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I, I know that's going to inspire a lot of people, especially those who are struggling internally or externally. I mean, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Max. And um, my, one of my last questions here is, um, what's next for the blind blogger? I hate that question. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I, 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 I really... I hardly ever know what's next, but actually today I have an answer to this question, which is, which is strange for me. I usually don't have an, see, I, I don't like to really plan things out for the most part. I've been very successful by letting people in my life or circumstances or opportunities help shape the, the next part of my journey, which is why my favorite song is the river because it's really a perfect metaphor for my life. So I usually don't know what that next thing is going to be, but right now I actually do. Um, Cool. As a result, as a result of 13 years of being online, of being a podcaster, a podcast guest instructor and guest booker, a blogger, a a promoter, and all the other things I do, um, I've decided that I'm going to launch a what's your excuse podcast network. It's going to spotlight. Um, other blind people and people with disabilities who have podcasts that aren't getting enough exposure or that want more exposure by making them part of a community where we will help each other co-promote our, our shows and, and try to grow the, try to grow that uh, community to the point where we will be able to attract sponsors as a community. Because one of the things I've learned over the years is that advertisers are always more welcome and more willing to be part of something if they can see it to scale. So while they may not want to sponsor one blind podcaster, I think having a network of them will be helpful. The other thing we're going to do with the network that I'm really excited about is we're going to help other blind people and other people with disabilities launch, grow, and monetize their very own podcast. And as a part of that, some people will eventually turn their podcasts into a business. But the thing that I'm really hopeful is that by having a podcast or a blog, and I'm sorry about the outside noise. Um, by having a podcast or a blog, that they will uh, accumulate some skills that they can use in the real world or the traditional world to improve their opportunities for employment, or that we will just give them a passion. We will help them uh, start something that will be a reason to get up in the morning or a reason to show up every week. And that can be very valuable for people who. Um, you know, are basically uh, basically living on on government subs subsidization. Although not all blind people, not all disabled people are, mm -hmm. but a lot of them are. So, you know, for people that are living week to week without any real purpose, 
um, helping to launch a podcast in hopes that it gives them a purpose. To me, that's uh, that's the most exciting part, a uh, potential part about this whole thing. So look for the What's Your Excuse Network. You can already find us on Twitter at W-Y-E, or excuse me, W-Y Excuse Network on Twitter, at W-Y-E-C-U-S-E Network on Twitter. Um, we have filed for domain names, but we haven't launched them yet. You'll be able to find them through the blindblogger.net when they go live. And of course, I will send you an email when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, we're also we're also recruiting sponsors, investors, and uh, we're starting to pitch uh, grants for money because in the beginning, we really don't know what the budgets of some of these people are going to be as far as starting a podcast. And, you know, I'm we really don't know what it's going to cost to help somebody start a podcast. I mean, as you know, when it comes to when it comes to launching a show, a lot of the cost really comes down to the person doing the show, the level of technology they think they have to have, their their skills when it comes to editing and recording and uh, managing the, the equipment setup like your mic and your camera, etc. So a lot of things we still have to learn, but you know that's what I love about this. When I when I started the Midway Marketplace, I filed for a dom- domain name and I didn't have the first clue how I was going to build the website. I had so much to learn. This is like that all over again. But you know, now I have a bigger audience to help. Instead of just trying to make a living for me and my family, I actually have this, you know, this real purpose to help others. And, you know, we'll see how many people actually want to be helped, who will actually take action. We'll see where the money comes from. But I honestly believe that you know, it's it's taken me a long time to accept this, but I honestly believe that I'm uniquely talented to do this. I don't have all the abilities, but as you know, I am great at asking people who do have the abilities to help out when I need to. So, and because I already have a brand, I think that that will be really helpful as far as launching new shows or promoting existing shows. So that's what I'm working on. The What's Your Excuse podcast network or the What's Your Excuse network, because who knows, it may end up being video or tv i don't know where the darn thing's going to go yet that's the fun of it um you know it's like it's like writing a book where you don't know the ending and you don't have an investment in the ending. you don't really care which character turns out to be the killer yeah you know that's that's where i'm at with this and i i enjoy i'm actually excuse me Mm -hmm. i've actually been a little frustrated with this project because for a couple of months all i've been able to do is think about it and talk about it and research it and that's you know that's not me i'm i'm one of these people i just i usually start doing it i make mistakes i i fall down i look you know i get embarrassed sometimes i look silly i get dirty i do the next thing until i find my way to you know where i need to be and that's so eventually I'm going to just, I'm just going to start. And uh, I thought I was going to start before this interview because I had figured out what the domain names were going to be. And no, I'm not going to mention them because somebody might steals them. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm looking, you know, it's, it's a big challenge. And I know I've gone on long. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always able to help people learn how to like, um, like more succinct on-target answers, we'll definitely work on that for you. It's not really part of my brand, but we'll work on that for my clients. Um, you know, I also I also book people on podcasts. I co-promote their interviews through social media and my email list. Um, I sing. I have my podcast. And, you know, 
uh, a lot of authors have great personal stories. Like I learned a little bit about your story before we went live. And I'm thinking you really should come on my podcast and, and talk about your, your personal life and your, your author's story, as well as your writing. I really hope you will, will do that at some point in the future. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing. We all have stories. Some of you have great stories. Um, but a lot of you are afraid to tell the story because you don't know how it's going to make you look. So I'm going to give you one more story. My friend Lorraine Regu, who I mentioned earlier, she's a talented editor, editor, successful author, poet. She recently sold some of her art um, for real money by hanging her art in a living room and letting, and you know, people would come over to visit her at her house because they don't have COVID as bad as we do here. And people that were visiting her house decided to buy the paintings right off her wall. So she's she's really good. But but when she was a teenager, she was raped violently while she was still a virgin. Uh, she has been through prostitution, drug use. She had a child and as a single mother, and, a, and for a while lost him to the criminal justice system in Canada. You know, she's she's reconnected with him. And when I first started talking with her, she's like, Max, I can't tell this story because it'll cost me work. People don't want to hear this about me. And I said, you know, they do want to hear this about you. And I will make a bet with you that if you will do a couple of podcasts or blog interviews and talk about this, all it will do is make you more impressive to anybody that wants anybody that needs to work with you. And of course, I should have better cash money because I won. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's all it's done is make her story more compelling, you know. Um, And that's one of the things a lot of people that are listening to us are struggling with. They're like, yeah, if I tell my story, will people want to work with me? Will they want to hire me? Um, will it affect my workplace environment? And sometimes you do have to think about what you post on social media as it relates to your employment. But trust me, for the most part, people want to connect with a real person. They want to connect with somebody that's willing to say, I'm broken, I have scars, I have history, I have baggage but I'm not that person. And the person I am now is because of the breaks, the scars and the baggage, the places I've been, the things I've been through, the lessons I've learned. That's why I'm who I am now. And I, I sincerely encourage people. In fact, I am hoping that when this goes live, y'all will visit um, the web, your website. I'm not going to try to say your name because I would totally butcher it. Um, (laughs) But I'll just call you M. Y'all visit M's website and leave some comments or send her some emails. If you're not comfortable posting it uh, live, send her an email or direct message or something. And go, look, here's my story. And hopefully after we hear it, we will encourage you to tell that story because I was serious and sincere earlier. Your story is what's going to get you booked. It's what's going to get you hired. It's what's going to get you published or at least noticed by an agent or a publisher, if that's the thing, if that's where you want to go. So tell that story and don't wait until you think that story is good enough to start telling it. I'd love that. And you know, especially, okay. Yes. Oh oh, my gosh. Claps first of all, all around. And secondly, your editor, editors, um, Kathleen, is that Kathleen or? Lorraine. Lorraine Regui. Okay. And I would love to connect with her because as an editor, she's still part <laughs> of like this industry. So oh, yes. put that out there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She is definitely a part of this industry. And, 
And I actually worry about continuing to promote her because I'm afraid at some point she's going to get so booked up I won't be able to get work with her. <laughs> you're just going to keep her. Like, hold on, don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what that's like, right? Yeah. You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, it's like it's like at some point I'm going to have to wait to publish a book because she's not going to be available. You know, that's just the way it's going to work out. You know, you have to book her in advance. Uh, a good a good well, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I could do that. I could book her in advance and put down a deposit. That's an idea. I'll have yeah. to ask her about that. Yeah. I'll have to ask her about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, she, and, you know, I, I mentioned her out of gratitude, but yes, she is a very talented editor. Um, I think that, okay, when it comes to her pricing, you can see her pricing on her website, wordingwell.com. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm not free with money, okay? I have a hard time spending money, even when I have it. I'm working on that. I've, I've started to realize that the, when I do spend money with, in faith, that a lot of times more money will show up. So I'm working on it. But I think her prices are a little high. But when I look at other people and I think about all the services that she has provided to me over the years as part of, as part of hiring her, I, don't think, uh, I, don't, I think I probably should be paying her about three times what I'm paying her. Because you know, not only has she edited the book, and formatted it and got the picture into it and submitted it to Amazon and uh, gotten it into the, gotten it set up for, for print sales, but she's also written press releases. She's written blog posts. She's written uh, testimonials. She's posted on social media. She's often referencing me and her other clients books in her social media posts about herself. So, um, and, you know, ju- just uh, a couple of years ago, I was doing a book signing here in Houston without even me asking her, she wrote a press release and sent it to every newspaper in the Houston area. And oh a couple of them published it word for word the way she wrote it. So those are just all the things she does. And she's one of those people that if when she when she finishes a book, she she insists that you send her a, a signed copy of the book. So she'll have it on her bookshelf. And every so often she'll call me or, or she'll message me on Facebook and she'll say, Max, the other night I saw your book sitting on my shelf and I picked it up and I noticed this was wrong with it. I just want to let you know because I have to get your login information for Amazon so I can fix it. I'm like, okay. So, so nice. Yes. So she has a real, I think she has a real investment in every person she works with and every book that she works on. And, and she is, she's going to need a new shelf anytime now for the books that she's, She's got on her shelf. And uh, so it's, and I, and I think that I'm not sure, but um, I need to get her to add this book award thing to the cover of my book. Mm-hmm. And then I'll need to reorder that print copy. I, I hope that when they, when they print them, they put that on the book somewhere so that I can have a couple of print copies with that nice little award winning thing on there to, to show to people. But yeah, she's an amazing woman. Um, she talks about me all the time as, a, as if I'm an inspiration to her. And I'm like, my life ain't been nothing compared to yours, girl. So, you guys are inspiring each other. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. And those are the kind of people I've met because I've been willing to meet them. I like to say that you meet the people you expect to meet. I also, I also tell people that, just, that that old quote about how when, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. That's true. But the problem is, is most of the time te- the teacher doesn't look like teachers and they don't impart their wisdom in places that look like classrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, so I mentioned Lorraine and I mentioned Adrian and all these other people. 
not because I'm name dropping, although many of them are more famous than I am, but just because it's part, it's part of my gratitude exercise. And really, these people are part of my story. And in fact, I, my friend from church, a different one than the one who challenged me to write the song, um, but a, a friend, friend of mine from church who has been with me through all my books, I think, um, what did she say? Oh, yeah, she told she was introducing me to one of her friends a few weeks back. She said, okay, you have to be careful around Max, because if you say something good, you'll end up in his next book. <laughs> That's a good threat. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm blessed to have these friends. I leave myself open to make these connections online, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they, they come back to be really helpful and encouraging. And, you know, again, it comes down to starting, finding one person. Um, making yourself open in a Facebook group or a LinkedIn community or a local meetup if you're somewhere where they're having in-person in-person events again or you know somebody that you're sitting next to at the uh, doctor's office or maybe you're sitting two chairs away from the doctor's office. I don't you know mm-hmm. there are lots of opportunities in your life to meet people to start conversations and to make friends whether that's online or in person or both. And so leave yourself open. And that's, you know, send us a message. Let us know if you, if you have this person in your community already, then I want you to give them a shout out. I want you to thank them for being a part of your community and helping you with your writing or whatever your goals are. If you don't have that person, then I would love to, to get an email or a message that you've reached out to a few people to, to start finding those people. You know, there's a there's a great book. The the six people we spend the most time with is is I don't know the name of the book, but you know, the people that you spend the time with, a lot of times those people we are spending time with are our online friends. They're not people we meet in person. So, you know, make a conscious effort. It's not mercenary to be looking for a friend. It's not bad. Okay, you just want to find one who has goals like you do, and so that you will be able to encourage each other like me and you have been doing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally feel that way. I mean, I feel super inspired and super great to have met a new friend. That's awesome. Wow. Thank you so much, Max. Well, thank you so much. I mean, you have really brought the enthusiasm and the interest and I love that you've read my book. This has been a, this has been a wonderful conversation. I've had two of the best interviews I've had in a long time between yesterday and today. And uh, yeah, this is awesome. Um, you know, I, you're you're enthusiastic. I mean, I can't see you ever having a bad interview because I don't see how even the worst guest could sit here and not become expansive after being around you for five minutes. You know, you just have that, you know, and you can't fake that. You can't cultivate that. That's either you or it ain't you. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you know thank the, you. But you know, the guests I'm talking about, you ask them a question and their answer is yes or no or three lines. So, <laughs> I I think even with people like that, you would still have a great interview because you're just infectious. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, and and one thing I always like to make sure that I say before I finish is this. Mm -hmm. Um, I know how much time and energy and money and passion and curiosity you put into having this show. And I want you to know how much I appreciate it because here's the truth. Without people like you giving me opportunities, going back to that first radio show in 2013, without these opportunities, People wouldn't know who the heck I am. So there really wouldn't be a The Blind Blogger without people like you. There wouldn't be a what's your excuse or no excuses. Um, And really, there probably wouldn't be a podcast called What's Your Excuse. So I want to thank you 
for being part of my story, uh, my continuing journey to go from failed Carney to successful author. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you because I don't know that everybody else uh, takes the time to tell podcast hostess. I think far too many people get worried about the clock, but I, this is the most, this is the last thing I always do. And it's one of the most important things I do because I know you're probably not getting paid for this. And sometimes when you're pursuing your passion, compliments, appreciation is more valuable than cash. So I like to make sure I tell people when they do good things, when they have great traits, as I really just appreciate the heck out of you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And really, really, truly, thank you. And the reason for that is because you reached out and I, I <coughs> felt like, um, man, it was not a coincidence, not a coincidence at all. Because um, literally, I was when I was reading your book, I was like, this is exactly the message that I needed to hear as well. Because I was kind of like wow. you know, struggling. And I was like, you know what? He's right. He's it's small steps moving forward, celebrating, ask for, asking for help. And I was like, this not a coincidence. Um, reading your book, you you messaging me. I'm so grateful that you did. And especially because you know, sometimes I do get those messages from listeners who are like, Hey, thanks for sharing this. And I know that with your story, they're going to be like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And that for me is really just invaluable. You know, it's helping you helping me help them and your story is also helping me. So thank you so much for showing up and for doing what you're doing, man. It's excellent. Right. It doesn't get much better than that. When you can, when you can help the host and the audience. And Oh, by the way, when you can, when you can uh, occasionally get an aha moment for yourself or be reminded of something that's important that maybe you haven't been doing for a while. So this is, this is really an emotional, emotionally valuable exercise. Um, if you're doing podcast interviews or if you're hosting a podcast simply because you need the content or you want to turn it into a part of a business, then you're doing it wrong because you're missing out on the most important thing. You're missing out on the emotional value it comes from having intimate, long conversations with people who can become your friend. And you're also missing out on the opportunity that comes when you prepare for a podcast. Because I'm telling you, when I start off, I go take my shower, I do my hair, I put on my dress shirt, I tie my tie, I put on my headset. I'm like, yes, yes. Woo! <laughs> you know, we're going to go do this. It's going to be and then, you know, you have the conversation. And then when it's over, you're like, okay, I don't care what else I got to do. Today. I don't care how much I hate the next task. It's going to be great because I feel amazing right now. You know, that's. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. I literally, I put on, I put on my earrings before the show. I was like, I'll yes, put my earrings. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have those rituals, you know, you, you get in a zone and you start to feel better about the world because you're ready to press record. Yes, absolutely. And get to spend this amazing experience with someone who's inspiring and doing it, just doing it, you know, that's showing up, doing it, moving forward. Yeah. As, as my friend, Sandra, Sandra, um, uh, the, oh, Craig, uh, from live life, love podcast would say, Max, you showed up and you showed out. Oh, I love that. Oh, yes. It sounds better when she says it because she's of African-American descent, but it's, uh, but it's the same thing. I love that. I love that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, I know people are going to love this. And again, can you let us know where listeners can find you? Right. They can go to theblindblogger.net. That's theblindblogger.net. 
Um, on Amazon, I'm Maxwell Ivy. But if you if you search for the blind blogger on Amazon, you will still find my books mm -hmm. because it's in the title of a couple of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm Maxwell Ivy on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, the only place I am officially the blind blogger is on Instagram. And that, that's because it's the only place somebody else has already claimed the, the name, the blind blogger, which, um, which is really weird because everybody should know I am the, the blind blogger, but you know, um, the guy who has the Twitter handle is a former, um, British Marine guard who's paralyzed in a wheelchair from war injury. So I'm not going to complain to him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, you all know, right, cool. He's, he's, he earned it. He can keep it. But so for the most part, I'm Maxwell Ivy, except like I say, on the Instagram, I'm the blind blogger. Um, on, on LinkedIn, if you send me a connection request, you can be assured I will accept it because, and I, and I'm that way with my email because I've learned over the years that you never really know what connection is going to turn into a friendship or an opportunity. You can't tell by their name. I mean, and of course, I can't look at their profile picture and tell by their photo like some of my friends do. So mm -hmm. I really go off of their, their message, their profile. And, and usually my answer is yes, because I want to find out. And, you know, occasionally I end up getting tech direct messages from people who I shouldn't have friended. It happens a few times. But for the most part, I like to say yes. And uh, I also like to tell people, you don't have to want to hire me, book me or buy from me in order to visit my website or send me an email. I honestly believe that um, by listening and offering whatever opinions I may have or introducing you to other people who may have better opinions or answers, that that's all part of paying for my journey so far. And who knows, you might be the person who puts me on television or pays for my next trip or um, turns out that you should be on my podcast. I just never know. And that really goes back to my carnival days because on the midway, when you're working a kid's game, uh, you can't tell who has money or doesn't have money. Mm -hmm. You can't tell who wants to play your game or doesn't. You can't even tell who's really interested in the toys you have on your wall. So you have to ask everybody that walks by, hey, you want to play? You know, it's like uh, I used to work at Duck Pond, so it would be, I go, hey, I go, uh, say, it's three ducks for a dollar. We add up the ducks. You win a prize every time. Now, come on in. You're going to win something every, you know, so you had to talk to everybody that walked by. And that's, so that's what I do with my email or my direct messages or my connection requests. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, sometimes it is a time waster. But there are times when if I had screened people out, I would have missed wonderful opportunities. So yeah. please, sincerely, reach out to me. Post at me on social media. If you see this interview, then you have the freedom to tag me on social media. Tell me what you're up to. If I can help, I will. If I, you know, if if even I just you know press that button to retweet or like, you know, you just never know. I uh, I sincerely like helping other people, and I believe that's the best way to come in contact with those people who need my services, who will hire me, who will book me will buy my merchandise or my books. The best way to do that is to come in contact with as many people as possible. So that's what I do. That's how I respond to my emails and my social media stuff. And one of these days, you know, I'm going to listen to one of those quote coaches who tells me I'm doing it wrong. Nah, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> uh, so I've gone on way too long, pretty much throughout this entire show. I appreciate the opportunity. I do hope people will visit the website, theblindblogger.net. 
Um, and maybe one of y'all can help me with this podcast network and, and growing these other people's shows. And, um, mm-hmm. and really, you know, who knows, maybe someday we'll have a, a what's your excuse awards even that could be cool. Right. You know, oh, that'd be super cool. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. If you can't get to the red carpet on your own, uh, make the like, red carpet, do like, do like our past president used to do and roll your own red carpet out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yours. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's actually an idea. Um, but I really have appreciated this. This has been fun. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again in person or on your podcast. Or if you just, you know, someday want to talk to somebody and hang out, you know where to find me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been a, a very memorable, enjoyable, inspirational, uh, just energizing. I'm ready to go out and take somebody's name and, and <laughs> you know, you know, you know how the rest of that expression goes, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm wound up. I ain't, I ain't even had caffeine yet. You know, so. Me too. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. And and exactly everyone who's listening to this, um, go, go to the blogger.net contact Max Ivy. I mean, I just, just listening to talking with you has been super, super inspirational. Yeah, so I know yeah, other people and, are going to. That's a, and that's another reason to start a podcast. You get to interview people. You get to have conversations like this. You get to ask them questions that maybe other hosts won't ask them. I mean, um, my favorite question recently was when I asked John, John Lee Dumas on Twitter, I said, Hey, it doesn't look like to me you've ever went through any adversity. Why would I have you on my podcast? Well, that's the, that's the storyteller's version, but it's pretty close to the truth. Oh, wow. Um, I had to apologize because it turned out he served in the military and lost friends of his in combat. So I had to really apologize big time, but eventually came on my podcast and did a nice 15 minute interview about overcoming his own fears of starting a podcast. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. well, exactly. If you didn't ask, then you wouldn't know, you yes. know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, that's, that's the whole point of my new song, which people can find over on YouTube. Um, if you don't ask and, um, I've, I've gotten some great reviews for it on LinkedIn for the message and for my voice. And I'm looking forward to hearing what y'all think about that. Oh yeah. It's on YouTube. I'm also just Maxwell Ivy and it's, Two L's and there's an E in there, I V E Y. Okay. So I look forward to it. I'm going to have fun with. I know we're going to have some great connections with at least one or two of the people who listen to your show. I just feel it. Yes, yes, me too. I think a lot of people are going to be like, "This is awesome!" All right. Wow, thank you so much, Max. Uh, we appreciate thank you being you. here. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, but we look forward to hearing from you, especially with the future of of what's your excuse. Um, and of course, just reach out to us anytime. And then we'll have all of your links, including everyone that you referenced, um, on the show notes. And then also, this will be going onto Instagram too for anybody else who's going to be looking at it. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. And thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. And you have a great day too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, writer. Thank you for listening to the How to Write a Book podcast with your host, Masier Valenzuela. If you like the show, we'd be happy if you left a review. For more information on writing and the writer's life, go to www.themasier.com. That's www.themassiel.com. We'll see you on the other side.